What's happening, everyone? Welcome to the Paranormies. I'm Johnny Monoxide, and tonight I'm joined by Dogbot. What's up, man? Uh, not much. Can we listen to the rest of that intro song? I love that intro song. You want me to? So do you want to just play the whole thing over again? We can do that. Yeah, let's do that real quick. All right. Well, let me introduce the rest of the panel. Uh, what's up, Jack? Oh shit! I was on mute. Damn it! You're used to being the intern. Hi, buddy. Yep. You know, old habits die hard. That's all right. Well, this is the panel tonight. It's just me, Jack, and Dogbot. We're going to listen to the uh, theme song one more time. And uh, we'll be... I like the song. You guys got to deal with it. Here we go. like that a lot lot. absolutely fantastic it is man i can't give fema band camp leader uh, uh, too much credit i mean you can't give him enough credit that's what i meant to say it's such a good song it's really good (laughs) that was a weird slip there can't give him too much credit can't give him too much credit well he's my friend i don't want to be too nice to him (laughs) we're gonna give him some some credit we're gonna give him some credit too much give him some credit yeah (laughs) no i I, fema's my fema's my boy I've known that guy for a long time. Uh, He's awesome at this electronic music stuff. Oh, man. So, yeah, no Reinhardt tonight. No Brad. Just Dogbot, Jack, and myself. How you guys doing? Doing good, man. Uh, Well, I mean, I'm doing better than Syria. That's for sure. (laughs) Yeah, six whole weeks. Six whole weeks. You know, and bombing brown folks. Yeah. You know, know, this, this dude's dropping an awful lot of... Awful lot of expensive weaponry for somebody who owes me two grand. Yeah, you think you're you think you're going to see a dime of that? I mean, I got the rest of the other stuff, so why not? I mean, I know it's just what is it like a tax rebate, or I don't really care enough about it to really think too much about it. It's uh, my money, apparently, that they're giving back to us to hold on to until our taxes get done or something like that. I, I don't know. I don't. Right, like, where, when's my government student loan going to get forgiven? Right. Well, no, we're not yeah, giving you. We're they, not giving you. 50, thank God for no fifteen dollar uh, minimum wage, but enough small businesses have, have been punished as it is. Um, 
also the no well, I mean, student loan forgiveness. There, there was a controlled demolition of the economy. Right, 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 right. Well, controlled demolition of um, the middle part of the economy, like the upper end of the economy, just got richer. Well, that's what I'm saying. That that what makes what set America apart from other first world countries was our small business economy. Yeah, and that was the that was the lion's share of employers in this country, mm. and it was the the sort of the sort of myth that you were able to just start your own business and be successful at it. You know, and a lot of there are a lot of people who had their own shops and mm-hmm. you know different different uh, you know since we became a service-based economy. There is a lot of service-based small businesses that were doing all right. Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're making ends meet and they're supporting their families. Well, the, uh, the economic bioweapon being dropped on us uh, created a controlled demolition of the economy and we're seeing the results of it. Skyrocketing suicide rates and uh, dr- drug and alcohol abuse rates skyrocketing. Mm-hmm. Yes, child abuse, spousal abuse. Yeah, all those things. Yep, yeah. all the stuff they want. Oh uh, yeah, absolutely. Bruise back better. <laughs> Bruise back better. That's a good one. Oh man. Um. So, you know what? I saw somebody. I have a friend. I have a friend who sends me TikTok videos constantly because he knows I'm not on there and I refuse to to look at him. Um. But he sends me TikToks like constantly and it's like he's he's you know, he's from the South and he's a Trump guy because, you know, he still thinks Biden stole the election and all that, which which, you know, which he did. But that's not the point. Um, So he's always sending me all this like this Biden, you know, uh, or stop not stop the steal, but like Patriot stuff. Right. And uh, he, he sent me this video of some former military chick. On her way to the VA, uh, she's like full neck tattoo up to her chin. Um, you know the big, the big Avenged Sevenfold looking skull with wings in between her ch- in between her breasts and like bats all over her shoulders and stuff. Real, you know, real, real non degenerate looking girl there. But she's a she's a patriot. She's a, she's a veteran, and she's going to the VA to go see because last time she was there, there was no picture of Joe Biden. You know, so more proof that he's not really president. She went there, I think it was yesterday, and there's still no picture of Joe Biden at the VA. Now, that could just be, you know, they haven't received it yet, maybe. I don't know. Is that is that proof that he's not president? I mean, are we, are we trying to pretend that the Veterans Affairs... <laughs> Is is up to date on the stuff that's inside those buildings? I mean, like, competency pick. Yeah, one. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> I, mean, you know, I was waiting for Jack to chime in on yeah, that. Like, you've been, to the, Jack. You've been to the VA, right? Uh, I don't because I don't want to die wait in the waiting room with from the common cold. Okay, nah, I'm good. All right. Yeah, <laughs> the only time I've ever been to the VA was to uh, check on some. Uh, my GI Bill stuff. That's really the only time I've ever, I've never been there for medical reasons. I know people that have, um, I went to, you know, the only time I've been anywhere where I could have gone to a VA was in the Bay area. And the only B, the only VA I knew of was in San Francisco. And there was always a line of homeless military veterans that went around the block 
Um, it's pretty sad. Well, it's pretty sad. Um, I, I don't want to get into the details of my experiences with the VA, but I can only describe the conditions at the different Texas locations, uh, varying from uh, horrific to bad suburb um, DMV level. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, like I, I like. That sounds about something right, that looks like something that looks like footage from a hospital from a South American country to uh, <laughs> right, you know, like <laughs> the worst uh, <laughs> plexiglass uh, uh, desks behind plexiglass Shaniqua situations. <laughs> right, and it, like you said, depending on where you go, um, it can be like that. Yeah, I've only ever seen the VA, like I said, the VA in San Francisco, and it's uh, I've never been inside. But the outside is pretty sad. All those, you know, some of them are missing limbs. Some of them, you know, are just completely drug. Most of them are completely drugged out. It's sad. Uh, it's, it's a really sad state, they, this whole veterans thing. And I know we have a lot of people who are like, fuck the troops and whatever. But uh, the way that they're treated. I mean, I was a troop, but yeah, also I, fuck the troops. Right, right. But I mean, like I, the way that I mean, like these guys come back from kicking down doors in Iraq for five years and they're mentally fucked and they go home and you know end up on the street and i don't know everybody has makes the decision at some point i'm sure but i don't i don't don't want to turn into that anyways oh you got you got your leg blown off uh best i can give you is five percent disability right right the disability Meanwhile, the like, meth. Meanwhile, the meth addict down the street can claim he's bipolar and get two uh, two thousand dollars a month from the government. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but the so the what you're saying is all these vets should start doing meth? Uh, no, the you know, they're uh, <laughs> because they're, they're not? vets. They're 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 not going to get they're not going to get the same the same benefits. That's what he's saying, Jack. That is what he's saying. All right. Well, now that I'm thoroughly sad about the state of affairs of our vets. Oh no, I got. I got good news. Oh, good. Is it about veterans? No, it's oh. uh, the World Economic Forum just tweeted out that lockdowns are quietly improving cities around the world. Uh, Earth's seismic noise has been reduced. Uh, yeah, man. Like it's it's good. It's it's good stuff, man. Hmm. You know, the seismic noise has been the lowest in decades. Scientists saw a wave of quiet around the world in 2020. Ambient noise fell in some cities by 50%. Fewer people used transportation and factories closed. Yeah, this is good. The quiet enabled scientists to record small earthquakes they would actually miss. And they improved their understanding of seismic activity. So now they can predict larger earthquakes in the future. Hmm. And there was also record falls in air pollution. So this cleared city skies from Asia to America, and by late 2020, it had returned to pre-pandemic levels. Carbon emissions were also down 7%. But the drop won't slow climate change unless we lock the uh, climate emissions cuts. So that means we have to close down everything permanently forever. Hmm. Which me hating industrial society as much as I do, like I kind of like I'm kind of like, oh, all right. Yeah. But uh, I have to live during the chaos of everything being shut down. And that's kind of a bummer. Like living living during the catabolic collapse is not as fun as theorizing about it and hoping it happens like after you're 
you're done. But that's selfish of me. It is. Yeah. It is very, very. That's very selfish of you, man. Um, I always said that too. That I thought I'd get out of here, but then I'm thinking I'm leaving that for my kids to have to deal with. So that's always. That always right, right. Yeah. Like it's almost boomer of us. See, right. thanks, boomers, because boomers taught us to be like that. One hundred percent. And that is like you know, I'd be laying there in bed, and I'll think about it, and then I'll be like, "It's my kids." Oh, and you're wide awake until three a.m. thinking about that. What kind of world I'm are we leaving? I said for... I had good news. Yeah. What kind? <laughs> hey, thanks, Stevie. Sorry. Yeah. I was gonna say, what kind of world are we gonna leave for sorry. Keith Richards? You know. I'm gonna start thinking about that. Um, how's it, how's it good news that, you know, all these, cause we don't have a lot of factories anymore. Like all these factories shutting down and everything. Yeah. All this, this stuff is good, good well, thing for good news. 7% decline in air pollution and congratulations. You can do your little science experiments and find tiny, tiny earthquakes. Like who well, cares? Right. I know it's so, it's so gay, but they, it's, they say, they say in that tweet that, uh, the skies cleared from Asia to America, but I, I, I could almost bet your bottom dollar that the skies in Beijing were just as opaque as they were. Oh yeah, all, all the, the pollution came from Asia in the first place. That's that's what I'm saying. That's where the that's where all the pollution is is in Southeast Asia. Uh, it's ridiculous. It's they, it's it's absolute bullshit. It's preposterous. All right. Um, now there's five billion masks floating around in the yeah, water. Yeah, I mean, too. like seriously, <laughs> I asked somebody that uh, the other day. I was like, "So, you know, these mask things are great, right? With like, the disposable masks everywhere, like literally everywhere. Are we, we going to be worried about the seagulls, like you know, choking themselves out with with masks now? Like, where are the where are the environmental faggots? Where is David Hogg? On this, you know, where's he's an environmental guy, right? Isn't he one of those? Uh, I think he's more of a gun grabber guy. He's, okay, who's the all right, besides Greta Thumbface, uh, Berg? Who else? Who else is um, allegory? Well, obviously, allegory. Uh, uh well, John Kerry, John Kerry served in Vietnam, by the way, right? Um, Don't forget, Don't forget. Uh, he's the one that well, said he was a photographer. Con Come on, let's be honest, he was a photographer, right? You know. Huh? Wasn't he a photographer? Or was he? John Kerry? Yeah. Uh, no, he screwed a uh, ketchup uh, heiress. Right. No, so. I know that. I know he was. He married the Heinz uh, fortune daughter. I wonder what she looks like. She can't. She's, if it's one of those things where he just married her and she her face looks like, you know, a foot anyway. He's just like, but billionaire. Well, he, he probably fucks small boys. But like, anyway, like he's the climate yeah. czar. Right. Oh, he, he's the climate czar now. Okay, but he's I'm talking about like, czar. yeah. Why do we have? Why in the United States of America? Anybody ever? First of all, let's get back to that in a second. But uh, the United States of America, it's American, right? It's Western. Why do we have a position called czar? It sounds like something out of you know Russia. It's just a. It's just a way to to fill out a paycheck for your homie. Sure, sure. I mean, what, wait, wait, what secretary was he? Uh, like, he was Secretary, secretary of State, State, right? He was Secretary of State. God. Yeah, he flew. He was Secretary of State, and he flew down to uh, to Antarctica when Trump got elected. Well, that's fantastic. Mm -hmm. That's On, a pretty cool gig. Absolutely. Uh, I'm so glad. I, I mean, I missed my dad. God rest his soul. He was a pretty awesome dude, but I'm so glad he didn't have to be alive to see John Kerry become Secretary of State. He did not like him. Oh, 
he also uh, uh, Vietnam guys didn't like him, didn't like McCain. Yeah, like no, but which yeah, one they're... wasn't one of them a photographer? One of the Vietnam guys, one of the Vietnam politician guys, was a photographer. What was Jack? I know Jack, you're you're participating this evening, but way also, ahead of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, I, I know that some people are saying that the person who is pretending to be Bill Gates right now is actually Annie Leibovitz, yeah. the, uh, the famous rock and roll photographer. Right, and I honestly look at him now and look at her. It very well could be, or they just have such a striking resemblance in that phenotype, uh, that hawk can I, Jew phenotype. Can I say how... Can we talk about how uh, some people who are really not digging the celebrity replacement theory? They, well, look, 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 don't. Going back. We're just, we're, right, we're go, just throwing some stuff out there. Right. Though. It's not like, right. it's not like, look, it's, it's not like we're the ones that made the videos that we watch. We're just, right. we're just relaying a certain, a certain like phenomenon that's out there. And, and it just, seems and, to and be just, happening. What do you think about it? Right. You know, it's like, right. and some of it, it's kind of like, mm, well, you know, like, okay, like some of them I'm definite on, like Bill Hicks, Alex Jones. I'm yeah, 100%. I think, I think they're the same dude. I'm 100% uh, on I'm that. I'm fairly certain. Fairly certain Jim Morrison and, and Rush Limbaugh are the same dude. I am yeah. as well. Uh, the Jimi Hendrix. Now, check this out. Today, we went and uh, had to go into town and go pick up a couple things. And uh, while we were there, I saw the old school Sesame Street uh, volumes one and two. And, you know, the meatball is little still. So, like, let's see what's on there. There's pre-Elmo. It's all uh, like pre-Elmo Sesame Street. So we bought them. I put the first DVD in and it's like Sesame street from like episode one, pretty much. And the very first thing is a commercial for a long commercial for the box set of the electric company. And you know that that's where Morgan Freeman first started was on the electric company and he's there and he's wearing like those Jimi Hendrix style clothes. And I'm listening to the music and the, the electric company's theme song has a lot of Wawa pedal in it. A lot of the music, of course, it was the 70s. There was a lot of wah-wah pedal in general. That just wacka chicka wacka chicka Yeah, I was like... Yeah, that was like, <laughs> was like the 70s in general. But you've got the left-handed musician-ish guy with the hoop earrings doing the wacka chicka I mean, the elect dude, it just... It, 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 I saw it. It was Jimi Hendrix. It was young Morgan Freeman looks more like Jimi Hendrix than old Morgan Freeman. So now I have to get the... The, uh, the electric company box set so I can do more comparisons of the Jimmy and Morgan Freeman. I can do this uh, because, you know, I'm, I'm an unemployed electrician right now. You know, because another thing that happened when Biden took office is a lot of a lot of these big jobs either shut down or when they got shut down from COVID, they never they never opened back up. Or if they did, they only manned up with like 10 percent in the manpower. So there's a lot of unemployed union workers. But well, Biden, you know, 60,000 jobs of the XL pipeline right off the bat. Well, yeah, I, I mean, know, vote for jobs is what they tell us when we go to the hall. It's always, you know, Democrats. When, when was the last, when was the last time a Democrat president followed through on his promises to people who belong in unions? Any president. Uh, fix that for you. Kennedy. 
maybe. I think. Yeah. I think. I don't know. I, I'm guessing. I'm guessing, but I, I I don't believe any of them ever have. And I was doing like rhetorical, semi-ironic posting there. Sorry. I know the answer to all that. I mean, <laughs> I just found it funny how right after he got into office, all these unions that that shilled for Biden. Um, yeah, no, they they got really pissed afterwards because yeah. they, they yeah, wouldn't dude. respond to them. Oh yeah, dude. Uh, the the buyer's remorse on this election is hilarious. The because the buyer's remorse. All these people that were like, you know, and they're all so woke, and you know, and, and it's because they hate Trump so much. And the whole thing is that that's what people. I don't know if people actually believe that the reason why Biden got elected because the whole thing. I mean, it's an American election. The whole thing is staged to begin with. I mean, do you think anybody anybody in this room believes that any of that was legitimate whatsoever and not completely staged? Then you don't know these people. The people that believe that Joe Biden you know, needed to be elected was because they hated Trump so much. They hated that character in the stories just so much. Well, they, and this was they the had gaslit people so well oh, yeah. for four mm-hmm. years about this one guy. So, and, and the people that voted for him really wanted him to fix the stuff that they've seen going wrong for such a long time. And they really thought they had a guy in there because he was touted as an outsider. He wasn't a career politician. So they thought they had the guy in there and he said all the right things. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And he pissed off all the people that they hated Mm -hmm. and that they were sick of. Yeah. Well, well, that's this, that's that's the story you got. And it's like four years go by and it's like, well, what do you fucking do? Oh, he moved an embassy. Okay. What else? Oh, we put up some steel slats. Oh, what? What else did he do? Nothing. Right. We machine go burr. Yeah, and and so like uh, now all those people that stuck their necks out for this guy are uh, they they drew them out. They 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 drew them out, and now they can focus uh, on these people and put down any sort of future attempt at populism yep. because that's what the, that's what these people thought that they were that's what these people thought that they were getting was a populist and instead they in, instead they they're left there they're left there holding the bag you know and and it's you know i i was in when i was in the desert in the fall on my way back from the desert i decided to join up with one of these trump caravans Mm-hmm. You know, because just like, why not? It's just an experience. Right. And it went through a small town, everything, everybody's waving and everybody's happy and everything. I'd never seen so much. Um, I'd never seen so much genuine support for, uh, like regular average person support for, for a politician in my entire life. And it was weird to be a part. It was weird to be, in the middle of it and to be a part, be a part of it and see the looks on people's faces and everybody's, everybody was in good mood and like everybody just felt, you know, was really positively energized about it. And the whole time in the back of my head, I'm like, this guy isn't who they fucking think he is. This guy isn't going to do anything for him. They're not going to let this guy have a second term. The whole reason the guy was put in there was to draw these people out of the woodwork and then crush their fucking spirits. 
God, I and wish the- I could go back to 2015 and live in that blissful ignorance. I, it, it, yeah. I know. And, and like, it seems like a lifetime ago, doesn't it, it? it? Well, it really does. And it makes me, well, I was just talking about it today, um, that I wish I could go back and stop myself and just go back to, I should have, what I should have done is just do what I always do and be that annoying guy in the room that's like, well, you know, Trump is surrounded by Jews and he's probably a crypto Jew and, da, 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 and all that. And people, everybody's like, Johnny, just shut up. Everything's not a fucking conspiracy. Okay. Will you just stop? Okay. Can you just enjoy the party for five seconds? Not talk about the stuff. Can we talk about the game? Well, I mean, yeah, we can talk about the Illuminati ceremony that's going on right now. No, dude, that's enough. All right. Like, you know, and that's so, so you play along. And next thing you know, you're having a grand old time uh, going to these rallies and, you know, clowning leftists and like making, making these, you know, making, uh, you know, Hillary voters cry. And he was so funny at the debates and like he was saying all the right things and it looked like fascism was coming back and holy shit. Right, and and then then his presidency happened. <laughs> well, actually, yeah. And then we went to Charlottesville, and then then that's that's when I you know whatever. All right, let's not let's not reminisce anymore, huh? God, this was supposed to be a fun show. You know, it's it's kind of driving me insane. Ah, thank you, Jack. In the uh, membrane. Oh Lord. Stop. Please don't get that song playing in my head. I swear to God. Mm. No, 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 no. We're not doing that. Cops, but um, come and try to snatch my crop. I'm gonna mute you, dude. <laughs> 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 oh man, uh, yeah. We actually have content. We actually have content. We do. Uh, but real quick, yeah. Sorry the to the people that don't like what we talk about on the show. I, this is where like I do that stupid leftist thing. Like, don't like it, don't look. When you don't like it, don't fucking listen to it. I'm sorry. I don't know what you want. Um, These pigs want to burn my house down. Oh, that's it. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's free content. How can you complain? Yeah. Oh, d- bro. Bro. Really? Oh wait. People. Oh, wait. C- people complaining about content and and he at any price free or less than free, like they would still complain. Yeah. There's there's always going to be several. I want to say there's always one. No, there's always several, and it's fine. It's fine. I thought you were going to go another way with that and saying, oh, like, don't you remember? We're grifters. Well, well, yeah, we have to grift for, for donations, which we don't, have, we don't have a PayPal anymore, so you're going to have to send us Bitcoin and Litecoin and Dogecoin if you want. I mean, we got to put the Dogecoin wallet in the, in the show notes. But, I mean, damn, I feel like the son of Sam. All right, now you're, now you're, now you're, just, now you're just trying to, everybody's patience. Come on, dude. <laughs> we got, we got kicked off PayPal because uh, Johnny called Elon Musk, lone scum, one too many times. One too many times. You know what I figured out? Speaking of lone scum, since we're going to have to talk about him now, um, he is basically, uh, I, I think I, I might be stealing this, but I'm going to say it anyways. He is a uh, like a mega church pastor for atheists. Say that one more. A mega church for atheists? What? Hold on a second. You're is my, is my internet being retarded or is is that what's going on? Um. All right, you're back. Uh, you just got really roboty there for a second. Yes. Oh. Uh, awesome. Yes. Elon Musk is a mega church pastor for atheists, basically. 
So he's like the Joel Osteen for atheists, where Joel Osteen is like the billionaire pastor. He's got the huge super church and everybody loves him and throws his money at him. Well, Elon Musk is the same thing, but it's atheists and soy jack face. Is there like statues of black science man everywhere or some shit? Probably. No, it's a, it was just an analogy, Jack. I wasn't, I don't, there's not an actual church. I'm just saying that he's, I'm comparing. Well, they'd get mad if they come to try to raid my pad. All right. Well, it, all right. So let's go on to the, uh, let's go on to the content now. Or Jack, what, what's up? I was going to say in my defense, it, you know, with it being like current year plus whatever it, it's believable. Oh yeah, no, it's not a far-fetched idea. No, I could see. Well, I mean, if Jared Leto can run a cult out in the desert and not know about COVID lockdowns, right? Well, DB, were you on that one? Was that the first one you came on where we were talking about Jared Leto and the lockdowns? Yeah, he is definitely one on the flamboyant tip. Yeah, um, you know, that, I'm sorry. All right, that's the last insane the brain lyric I'm going to drop there. Okay, uh, uh, I appreciate that. So does everybody else. <laughs> That's one of them. Uh, he started. He started. Well, I think. I think we started talking about the Jared Leto cult on the second uh, Laurel Canyon episode. Oh, okay. Because That's right. That, because the uh, one of the areas, uh, it, not Laurel Canyon. What's the other canyon? Uh, what's the other? Brokeback. Where, where was that canyon? That, no. Okay. Uh, the base. The 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 base uh, where they did experiments and stuff. Oh, okay. Um. Uh, he bought he bought the property and he's running a cult out there. Yeah, and that but during COVID they were out in the desert and didn't know about like COVID nineteen and the lockdowns and stuff. And they just showed back up and they're like, oh by the way, put your mask on. I'm like what? I'm Jesus. Yeah, and he's walking around with a severed head of himself. Uh, well he he's in constant character if mm-hmm. it's a if it's a boy if Jared Leto's a boy. But he's he's in he's in a uh, like they they're doing another version of the Joker again. He's in some DC cape shit movie that's coming out, and some of the promo pictures is him as the Joker, but he's also Jesus, and it's it's more it's more in your face uh, cape shit replacing religion and stuff like we mm-hmm. spoke about with a. Uh, God ancient wisdom. Mm-hmm. Oh, definitely it is. Uh, it's yeah. What is it? The um, it's one that's got the stupid Harley Quinn and that Batman part or whatever it is. The Joker and Harley uh, Quinn and uh, yeah, it's whatever. Suicide Squad. Suicide. That's the is one. That suicide movie? Squad. Yeah, he's the but, he's but the worst. Another. He's like the worst Joker. Obviously, like way the worst Joker. Um. Are we are we doing this? No, we're going on to. I'm just saying, like, he's not a good actor, so like, whatever. Like, I didn't like him. I've in always Fight Club hated either. him. I've I didn't like him, him in Fight Club either. I'm glad he got fucked up in Fight Club. Everybody was. Yes. All right. Uh, you'd have to be insane not to want to have him beat up in the in the uh, in the Fight Club movie. All right, good. We're going back. Mucho to loco, man. Mucho loco. Yes, and if you're a mucho loco. You get put into a place where well, you used to be put in a place. Now, now they just go to uh, camp or whatever. But, thanks, uh, Reagan. Yeah, thank, yeah, thanks, Reagan. Oh, I never understood because that's not what happens. Like that's not a thing. The government, the federal government, doesn't never gave money for those state 
mental programs. So I don't like whenever people say that, like Reagan, Reagan busted up the mental health programs in the United States. I don't, that's not, that's not true. All right. He so didn't yeah. ignore AIDS well enough. I think, I think, I think he could have ignored that a lot better and well, could have been more effective. Well, we had to make sure that everybody was, everybody was scared of getting it and not just the, uh, you know, the, the, the gays and the junkies, which were also gay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but anyways, insane asylums. We did a, we did an episode on asylums and sanitariums last season. Um, we found out that insane asylums in these insane asylums, a lot of really crazy stuff takes place. Lobotomies were invented. Uh, I'm pretty sure all sorts of psychological torture was invented in these places, and, and probably you know does come from Torquemada and the Inquisition, and probably even further back. But some of the more modern ones were really freaky and creepy and nasty, including, I don't know if you mentioned that, Jack, what was the one about the blood, the, basically boiling your blood, right? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to remember one sec, but it's uh, how much MK Ultra shit do you think went on in this, in these places? All of it? I mean, maybe. I mean, not all of it, but a, a good, I would say a good... 66% of the two thirds of the testing took place in these places. I would, I would wager. And then the rest of it was just tested on the population. Um, yeah. These people, these, these psych, you know, these psychiatrists, uh, do this stuff to these people in these places because, you know, they're, they're mentally ill. They're not, they're not mentally capable of being around the rest of mankind. Says who? And, you know, and, <laughs> Right? These are these um, psychiatrists, and they put you in there. Where's the where's this, the prep? Where? Let me pull that up. Yeah, well, I was talking about the blood boiling thing. Um, I don't think we talked about that last time, and I um, f- find that to be a really disgusting thing. Uh, it was, yeah, for treating uh, for treating schizophrenia, right? So. They uh, they were they were inspired by the discovery that high fevers stopped symptoms of syphilis. This dude, Julius Wagner Joreg, experimented with inducing fevers in people with schizophrenia by injecting them with malaria infected blood. If that's not like an MK Ultra thing, because I like malaria makes you delirious. Like that kind of fever is like, you know, 106 degree temperatures and stuff. Yeah, it cooks your brain. Right. Right. So to stop schizophrenia, you're going to microwave your brain. Seems legit. These are, yeah, these are, you know, these are uh, mental hospitals. These are mental hospitals or institutions or hospitals. They have doctors, nurses. Uh, you're supposed to go there for care. Um, this, this, this seems to go against the Hippocratic Oath. What is it? Uh, do no harm. <laughs> yeah. And they also did like shit like uh, bloodletting and purging. So yeah. pretty much they would just bleed their patients. Mm-hmm. How is that going to help? How is that going to help the patients? Patients. Right. I'm <laughs> just going to bleed the blood. Right. Because they're literal, literal blood sucking vampires or whatever. Um, but... Dude, there's so many gross things these people did. But but the really crazy part about these asylums, uh, all the ones we talked about last time, 
you know, we'll talk about a whole bunch of them more tonight, but these things all basically popped up in the United States anyways, around the same time. It's really interesting. Like there was a massive epidemic of like insanity or something in the United States, you know, in the uh, late, you know, all the way through the 1800s, 19th century. You mean the early beginning of the Industrial Revolution? Sure. Where they completely robbed the power process from people and uh, turned them into flesh widgets inside production, uh, manufacturing and production facilities that didn't drive people insane? I'm going to say not on the level that they would require uh, the amount or size of insane asylums. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can see, I can, I can see what you're saying there, um, Uncle Ted, but, uh, but uh, I don't, I don't, I don't, that, I don't buy that cope. You know. Well, uh, you didn't have to call it a freaking cope. <laughs> we call everything a cope, bro. I'm just, I'm just, right. I, I'm just I, trying to. I, I, I wasn't, I didn't live at these times. No, I'm I didn't. Old, yeah, but I, I didn't, didn't either. Live I didn't at either. these times. Uh, you know, like I'm just trying to hypothesize what yeah, could possibly have driven so many people insane. I don't know, maybe like a world war, like a really shitty one. Right, but or, but, uh, but hold on, but these are these are all built in like, you know, we're talking, you know, 1820, 1821, 1840, 1847. Isn't the official isn't the official narrative on some of these is they added wings over time, like they start off at this like it start off in the center, but then they kept growing the wings outward. Some of them, yeah, some of them. Yeah, no, uh, most of them, it, like just the Kirkbride plan itself, it, it was in the mm-hmm. shape of like a bat wing, which where they yeah. got the whole Gotham Asylum thing from. Yeah, the, all the Kirkbride, all the Kirkbride asylums were huge to begin with. Uh, the Kirkbride asylums, you've got like Danvers, the Hudson State, Taunton State Hospital, Worcester State, Greystone State, Buffalo State Hospital, uh, North Carolina State Hospital, Northampton State, St. Vincent's, Dayton State, St. Elizabeth State, Trenton State. Um, there are all these state hospitals, and then you've got the real big one is uh, the one in Utah. That's the um, oh, what's where is that? That's the one in um, where's my notes? The Utah Saint. Well, it's called the Utah State Hospital, but it's in Provo. Isn't that's the one that had um, it, they built it in a place with. At like absolutely no population, yeah. and then like a third of it ended up in there, or something yes. like that. Ten thousand? Well, no, it was a tenth. There were ten thousand okay. people in Salt Lake City, right? Ten thousand people in Salt Lake. This is the story of the Utah State um, uh, Hospital. It began, you know, began in 1885. There's no story about its construction or none of that stuff. They, they never said who built it or or how. I I didn't see at least in its Wikipedia or in its other mentions in. Uh, uh, different insane asylum um, pages. I didn't see anything about its construction, or even you know. Normally, they tell you uh, who designed it, right? They give you the they give you the architect. But this one, this one, it just started up. Just boom, eighteen eighty five. This thing is huge. Uh, it's it's in Provo, which is an hour by car south of Salt Lake City. And at the time, Salt Lake City had about twelve thousand people, ten to twelve thousand people. 
right? And at the time, they're building, you know, they're they're building the cathedral and they're building all the adjacent buildings to the cathedral and they're building the the state house. Apparently, the the Utah state house. Um, they're also building. They weren't they weren't even a state at this point yet, but the, but that building was started. Um, there's all these buildings going on in Salt Lake. And they decided that they needed an insane asylum an hour by car. So back then, that would have been an entire day's trip, right? An hour. There was no roads either. Right. There's no roads. So, oh, they, they, well, there were no roads. So what they decided to do was they extended uh, Center Street, which is one of the only streets in, uh, in Salt Lake that has a name. And um, the rest of them are like map coordinates, like longitude and latitude, La- longitude and latitude, excuse me. Because uh, the way Salt Lake City is set up, it's a perfect grid. And all the things are like, you know, like 10 north, 20 east or whatever it is. I don't remember. But uh, yeah, so they extended Center Street all the way down to Provo. So people could go to the hospital, to the mental institution, um, which, you know, is huge. This thing is enormous. It's like 600 acres, I think. I got to. Let me pull that one up. Hold on. Jack, actually, pull that up. <laughs> yep. Yeah, that, yeah, it's huge. And so even if, you know, even if, like they said, 10%, like that's like 1,200 people, you know, were in it, were in it at the time at one point, um, you know, you need a hospital this large. It's a castle. This thing is sprawling. It's huge. We're going to do the mega thing again. Uh, this thing is a castle. I don't believe that these uh, these Mormons, you know, these 12,000 Mormons who were busy building their Mormon campus there in Salt Lake City, uh, an hour by car, a day's travel by a horse, uh, decided to build this insane asylum that also has a recreational area on it that was supposedly built during um, the New Deal. It was like, you know. Yes, 600 acres. Yeah, okay, so it's on 600 acres. Uh, yeah, they decided, you know, they just got this this money uh, from, you know, whoever, investors, I don't know, whatever investors out there decided, you know, they, they needed, you know, they needed a uh, an insane asylum down there in Provo. There wasn't even a city of Provo yet, you know. There wasn't even a city, but for some reason, they say that this uh, asylum was built next to the city dump. Um, how do you have a city dump if there's no city or is that just something they added as a landmark later? I, I'm not sure, but what is your understanding of the new deal, uh, construction projects? Like, well, like how, how extensive do you think the new deal programs were for construction projects to put out of work depression Americans to, uh, back to work? Wait a minute. What are, you, are you saying? You're asking like what their efficacy was, or uh, like like uh, all right. So one of the famous ones is like the Hoover Dam, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, right, right. How many projects like that do you think they had going simultaneously around the country? Oh, like, like, okay, right. Um, more than they most most likely could have pulled off. So are we saying that some of the some of the finished works? That they claim our New Deal, our our New Deal works, are actually uh, inherited inherited structures. 
I would say yes. I would say a lot of them yes. So did we build the Hoover Dam? <laughs> That's a tough one. I have not looked into it enough to know whether it's Tartaria or not, but I I know that Niagara Falls isn't what they say it is. I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with we inherited the Hoover Dam as well. Uh, we inherit. I mean, we inherited. That's interesting. That's interesting, isn't it? I mean, like it really I have is. a lot of books on the New Deal and like right. uh, it, it, the way that okay half of the books the way that they portray the New Deal was FDR was a genius statesman who knew how to galvanize a depressed American population into building great works that would stand the test of time. Right, and then the other half of the bo- the other books are like the New Deal was a way to uh, launder money and was just a way of keeping the Great Depression going longer and keeping FDR in power because he he was what elected four times. Yes, yeah, yes, that he was the uh, you know that he was the closest thing we've had to a monarch in uh, over a hundred years. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, yeah, I've seen like like some New Deal buildings, especially uh, like zoos, were uh, a lot of big projects. These these zoos uh, were New Deal stuff. I want was the Brooklyn Zoo part of the New Deal stuff? I, I, I'm not I sure, but when I went on that road trip, the Amarillo Courthouse there, mm-hmm. the, the one of the buildings that I swear felt like it was from a diff- like it was way older than they said it was. Talking massive stones, right? Massive stones that seemed to that that seemed to fit perfectly with one another. Mm-hmm. They say that's a New Deal building. They said that the courthouse in Clovis, which looked really old, I mean, like it looked like it looked from another time period. It had giant stones too, mm-hmm. giant stones. Well, there's a lot and of them the, there like, like the, that. Yeah, they said that was a New Deal building. Yeah, so like it, it's it, it okay, so like I would think that if it was a New Deal building, there should be plenty of photography. Mm-hmm. Because like the photography would be part of the propaganda in making the New Deal programs worthwhile, right? Right. Like, like that's the, what like, that's like what yeah. Part, if 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 part of the narrative is the is this is this is FDR. This is the guy you elected in there, and he's doing what he can to put the American people back to work. Right. Then the photography should show Americans at work. Right. It's like, or at least, at least FDR at all these groundbreaking ceremonies and stuff. You know, you at least see that. You see Donald Trump uh, at the whatever factory. He, there's the picture that the the shit libs like to make fun of him, where he's in the where he's in the uh, was it the fire the fire truck. Or, or is he in the eighteen wheel? I mean, he didn't yeah. have to make the stupid face gripping the the wheel. Yes, he did of the fire truck. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. It wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been him if he didn't do that. He wouldn't have been in his character if if he didn't do that. Um, but like the zoo the zoo projects, like there's so many of them around the country. And they're all from the same area era. Uh, they're all. What's funny is they're all getting major facelifts recently. Um, like I remember. I remember seeing the elephant building in San Francisco at the San Francisco Zoo. I'm like, is the elephant building? This isn't, this is weird. It's like four stories tall. It doesn't look like it'd be very comfortable for elephants, you know? Like, it doesn't look like an elephant. But like, the none of the buildings look like they belonged 
you know, for that didn't didn't look like they were made for a zoo. Let's just put it that way. And they're huge, and they're all huge buildings, and they're all that uh, insane amount of bricks. You know, all that brickwork, that Tartarian brickwork. We're getting off. We're getting off topic. Uh, where I mean, were we? wouldn't you wouldn't you think that whoever built these massive asylums, implying, mm-hmm. wouldn't you think that they would want their name to be like plastered everywhere? Like, yeah, I did this. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like when whoever builds, you know, the whatever hospital or school or whatever, there's always the plaques, you know, with the people who who at least uh, at least paid for it. You know, the major donors, you go to the zoo, they got the benches with everybody's names on them with the people that donated or whatever to build the place. Right. Supposedly. Um, yeah. Like, the, but there's like never, the Danvers hospital, especially right. like that one's just insane. Yeah. No pun intended. No, these, these buildings are ridiculous looking and they're quote insane asylums. They are, they're castles. These things are huge. You know, 600 acres. You need a 600-acre plot of property plus the buildings that are, I don't know how many square feet. Like, some of them, they could house thousands of people. You know, and these are supposedly built in the early part of the 19th century when there weren't that many people in the area. Like, the one in uh, up in Northern California... One of them, which one is, it's the one in Napa. Like, looking at it now, now that we've been doing this Tartarian mud flood, whatever, and there's, you guys are going to find that that's going to probably be a theme this whole year, this whole season. I think you're talking about the Pad State Hospital, the one with the underground railroad and a fucking farm? Yeah. <laughs> no, the Napa, the Napa uh, State Insane Asylum. Yeah, that is the one. Yeah, that's the one. 500, yeah, it was built 500 patients with an underground railroad. That's insane, dude. Like, okay. So you needed an underground railroad for, and this was built in the cemetery. Oh, sorry. The cemetery is full in 1930. Ah, construction started in 1872. And the first two patients from San Francisco were admitted in 1875, taking only three years to build this incredible complex of stone, iron, and glass. The original design was for a 500-bed hospital, but the population peaked in 1960 with more than 5,000 residents. Um, so so if you look at this thing, you're putting, telling me yeah. you need something that big and massive and for 500 like patients? The architecture... The architecture... The time of the time, like 1872 is when it started. Okay. These are ridiculous. In California, 1889, Agnew State Hospital, which is now Santa Clara, Santa Clara University Jesuit School. It's in Santa Clara, California. It's actually now it's the Sun Microsystems Developmental Center. But uh, that was destroyed. The, the original was destroyed in the, uh, quote, destroyed in the, quote, earthquake. No, that the earthquake actually happened. Supposedly, my mother-in-law's mom lived through it. So, supposedly, the 1906 quake. I mean, yeah. So, are we supposed to not believe these things, these stories anymore? I don't, man. Like this whole Tartarian narrative thing kind of makes you question all of history, doesn't it? Well, I mean, 
I didn't want to start a sentence with, well, you mean, or, you know, or, uh, uh, sorry. Uh, you're fine. Here's the, here's the fucking thing. They're written so poorly. Okay. You look at, you look at the structure. Mm-hmm. You think about the population at the time. Mm-hmm. You think about the means that they had available. Mm-hmm. You think about what needs structurally that they would have to have right. at that period of growth. And then you look at the building again. You're like, well, why the fuck would they build that? Right. This Napa State Insane Asylum Hospital is a four-story castle-like gothic structure with seven towers. Seven. These towers are visible in downtown Napa, which I guess it's like way out of this, way out of the town. Where is it? Uh, wait, let's see, where is it? Yes. So this is uh, 192 acres, right, in, in California, which is ridiculous to have anything that size nowadays. So the original initially were purchased. Oh, and eventually, excuse me, the eventually now they're over 2,000 acres for this. Yes, just, you know, through land acquisition. It goes from the Napa River to all the way east of today's Skyline Park. Uh, it was just the insane asylum at the beginning. It was changed to Napa State Hospital. And uh, the local citizens, they called it Imola. Oh. Oh, wait. They, they tore it down. Hmm. They tore it down in the 1960s and replaced it by... <laughs> Regular squarish rectangular buildings. Yeah. And that's that's a common trend with probably I'd say what, like ninety percent of mm-hmm. all these asylums. Mm-hmm. They they're all these gothic style looking buildings and honestly they're they're nice looking buildings. It, so what do we do? We're just gonna tear them down for something that it's it's they're impressive. Why would you want to tear them down? Yeah. A lot of the buildings, like some of these are crazy. Uh, the Patton State Hospital, it's got one, two, three, four, five, six. It's not as big as the Napa State Insane Asylum, but it's got it's got six towers in a much smaller foot. These towers are so impressive. Um, the the one in Santa Clara, it's it's got like they have, you know, a, a very um, similar layout. These, these insane asylums, again, they all look like they were designed by uh, the same architect, too. Like, or at least the same group of architects. Or same st- they're all the same style. But built at the same time. Well, roughly, yeah. Roughly built within, yeah. This, within the same 50, 60 years, yeah. Mm-hmm. These things are all, all around the 1850s. Sometimes that's one of the funny things mm-hmm. about some of some of these grand grand structures is they all seem to get whipped up around the 1850s. Yeah, it's like like man, how how come we haven't heard about the famous uh, you know <laughs> you know we hear about uh, you know Guggenheim and other titans of industry mm-hmm. from mm-hmm. the 1800s, the the early monopolists, right? Right. Uh, Where's the brick guy? Yeah, <laughs> that guy should be like. There should be like. There should be like a. I never thought about that. Yes, there should yeah, be 
like the Rockefeller of bricks. Like there should be a family, right? Who's like, yeah, who's like got to be one of the richest. The it's got to be one of the richest families on the face of the planet. You know, I mean, how many bricks? Look at these. Look, at these, they're all brick. Every single one, they're brick and stone. Okay, these masons, whoever these these masons. I wonder if uh, I wonder if it's the Freemasons. But no, it's it's not. These were Tartarian buildings, all of them. I am sorry. I can't. You can't look at these. This guy Kirkbride, the guy Thomas Doria Kirkbride. He's the asylum superintendent that founded the uh, Association of Medical Superintendents of American Asylums for the Insane. Jesus, which was the precursor to the American Psychiatric Association. Um, he his book. It's called On the Construction, Organization, and General Arrangements of Hospitals for the Insane, published in 1854. That was the uh, the standard, you know, resource on the design. I guess that's why. Oh, there we go. There's That's why. That is why. There you go. Thomas Kirkbride wrote a book and said, this is how you should build your asylums. And everybody followed that. That's why. Nice, easy, you know, Occam's razor. Boom. Trust me, bro. Right. Source, trust me, bro. He was <laughs> he was like the head of all this stuff, all these different uh, member of this College of Physicians in Philadelphia. He's a member of the British Medica, Medico Psychological Association. He was one of the original 13 members who founded the Association of Medical Superintendents of Institutions for the Insane. He was the secretary, its vice president, and president. Um, he's, yeah, this guy, maybe, maybe maybe everybody, you know, took his advice, and that's why they built the hospitals that way. You guys want to Occam's Razor it that way, or what? I, I just find it entertaining how 13 members, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. they just had to throw that in there. No, I did, too. I, I thought it was cute. Um, well... We still don't know who, who who the brick baron is. You know, we know we know like oil tycoons. We know railroad tycoons. I'm sure uh, airline people, you know, the people that are into that know who that is. Uh, I've never heard of any large brick magnates. You know, <laughs> he just got so rich that that's why you don't know who he is, right? You never see like and that, you know, construction, but like bricks. That's dude that. That's got to be a huge industry. Look at how many bricks just in these pictures. We got to take, we got to find uh, a lot of pictures of the, or at least one picture of all of these, Jack, to put in the, in the mega. So they didn't have very many railroads right. uh, that, that went that far west mm -hmm. at, at, during this time period, correct? Mm -hmm. Yeah. They did all this with so wagons the bricks and stuff. Must have been made, the bricks Locally. must have been made uh, nearby. Right. Like, uh, okay, so. Uh, why are there no why is there no records of massive brick factories from the 1800s in California, Utah, or Nevada? Well, my cuz I mean, there, like, I don't what, know. Like three railroads that crisscross there, you're not you're mm -hmm. you're not spending the whole time just shipping bricks from the east coast like like they're actually shipping like they were sh they were shipping people, right? On the Transcontinental Railroad, amongst other things, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. like the, you know, there wasn't a lot of orphans. A lot of uh, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, like, there's a lot of stuff about the way that we were taught about how this 
this country was populated mm-hmm. and sprouted up that doesn't make a lot of sense when you start when you start it, when listen, you start to it, it, when you you know go back like take a few steps back and look at the entire picture and try to make sense of how these things fit together like it doesn't mathematically make sense that doesn't mathematically make sense that doesn't make sense logistically they didn't have the equipment to do that then how did that even wait a minute you know like how did they get this many things up this far up this mountain to build something this the hotels like the canadian hotels let me let me make it easier for some of the people listening The same questions that you have about the Holocaust in which you get called the Holocaust denier. Mm -hmm. Logistics, correct? Like, like, okay, the number, the official number is 6 million dead. Right. And then they were also cremated. And they were also gassed and executed at, what, four, uh, just four camps that only held how many prisoners at a time? Over the space of how many years did this occur with uh, how many resources being expended towards it with no records being kept and a war being fought on two fronts. Right. And this and this number was somehow achieved. Well, use use those same critical thinking skills that you would that gets you called a Holocaust denier and use use those critical thinking skills as to how some of these structures could possibly have been made in the time period with the population available, with the resources available. And it's 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 a very it's a very similar sort of calculus because mm-hmm. what you're looking at is uh, okay, like right in front of me I have a black and white picture of this of this asylum. And, and 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 like in John Levi's video, the the asylum that was in in U, in Utah by his house, right? It, the population at the time was supposedly fifty thousand people, but in the space of forty years, they had fifteen hundred patients. So that many people and that large percentage of that many people had gone insane. Well, that's that's what you're saying to- with the first one. That there was only twelve thousand people, and a thousand of them were insane in this insi- in this asylum in Provo. Not even the one, mm. the one that the one you're talking about is one that's no longer around. They demolished it. Uh, that was the oh, what was that one? It's gone now. But I'm trying to find the name of that. To one. make things more appealing to the Holocaust deniers, mm-hmm. just know that at least with the insane asylum stuff. Oh, there's cre- there's cremation involved. Trust me. Uh, was uh, in California. What was it? Out of ten hospital grounds combined, there was forty five thousand people that died. The majority of which they cremated. Hmm. There you go. It was the Bedford Lunatic Asylum. Was I was talking about? It's it was a white castle like structure. I went through uh, John Levi's the the uh, the website that he went through the Utah.gov, where he gets all he got all his pictures for the the Utah episode that he did. Uh, those those buildings are insane, but the uh, the one. The one that's gone, it's one of those, see, that sucks. And they're they're getting rid of them. Speaking of getting rid of them, did you guys see the video I posted on that church in France getting demolished? I couldn't watch that video. I saw what was happening and I kept scrolling because mm-hmm. it was going to put me in a really shitty mood. Yeah. I was at work and I didn't want to get fired for IRL Fed posting. <laughs> it was, it's pretty bad. It's really, really bad. And they're they're putting like a, fucking dormitory or something there 
Who asked for this? Nobody, probably. Nobody. Literally nobody. nobody. Absolutely yep. no one. Um, the other thing about this. Oh, no, no. That was the W.H. Uh, Groves LDS Hospital. That was the original um, Mormon hospital that's no longer there. I think that's the one, yeah. And like the pictures, the pictures of these things, these 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 asylum rooms, they look like they're residences, you know? The uh, dispensary waiting room is, it looks like what you would expect to find um, in an old, in like an old castle or something. Or like, in, you know, it's funny, it reminds me of stuff because, you know, we have the uh, the old the really old Disney movies that have a lot of uh, Tartarian architecture in them, which is kind of funny. The Victorian stuff. It's all like the Victorian and stuff you'd see like in Victorian times, not what you'd see in a hospital or a mental institution, you know, like this is the restaurant. This is a, this is a picture of one inside the restaurant and there's like the operating, ridiculous. The, the, yeah, operating the operating room. room. Yeah. The operating room blew me away. It's like it's like that's not an operating room. It's like you threw a fucking chair and a table and a mm -hmm. and and a and a counter in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, 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 it. The other thing it goes to, it goes to the and like the uh, the other Tartarian thing that comes up a lot is the fireplaces aren't really fucking fireplaces. That there are one, these, like elaborate structures that are some kind of antiquitech we don't understand, and then they were retrofitted to be fireplaces. But you would never adorn a fireplace with the kind of stuff that they have because fireplaces get covered in soot, they get dirty, they get gross, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and some of these things are these elaborate things that you don't want near fire. Right, a lot of times they're like gold or silver or whatever yeah these are it's crazy but the other thing that got me when you look at these these pictures of these buildings that were supposedly okay okay this thing was built in three years uh this picture was taken you know whatever two years after it was open after it began and they always say they began uh they look old the buildings look worn you know they look like they have you know they have age to them all these things uh they're not new this doesn't look like a new structure. These the rooms don't look like they're new. They look like they're worn. They look like uh, they've been there for a while. The one uh, the this isn't this isn't a uh, an insane asylum, but the St. Mark's Hospital Nurses Home, it looks like it's in a state of disrepair. You know, and it's well, um, only supposedly been there for a year. Well, going back to the logistics portion, like. For Utah, for example, mm -hmm. they they had no people there, like right. not a lot, not especially not enough to build this massive structure in three years. Right, and that's the other thing. Yeah, you have Holy Cross Hospital, which is dude. There's so many hospitals in in Utah and that are ridiculous. Uh, they're not just insane asylums, but like these are huge, huge buildings. Uh, the Holy Cross Hospital. This picture was taken in 1909, so it was built in the late 1800s, supposedly. Um, how many people, you know, are there? When was the founding of, uh, of Salt Lake again in, in Utah or whatever? 18. Um, like Utah's only been a state for a little over a hundred years, right? They were like one of the last states. 
Am I right? Let's see. I gotta be. Right. I think I'm right about that. Uh, Salt Lake was founded July 24th, 1847. Okay, 1847. So founding group numbered 148, consisting of 143 men, three women, and two children. <laughs> I guess. I guess after those guys, uh, you know, brought the train in, right? I mean, how did three women? More like huh? Sausage Lake City, right? Sausage Link City. Um, yeah. One, two, three, four, five. These are all hospitals circa 1900. So the city was founded in 1847. So by 1900, right? You have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven hospitals. Seven hospitals and, and insane asylums and hospital attached buildings. In fifty three years, you know, sixty years, you need with two women, right? <laughs> right. The Episcopal Church sponsored the creation of St. Mark's Hospital in eighteen seventy two, prompted by the increasing needs of the Salt Lake Valley. Twenty two years later, the hospital moved into a new facility. At yeah. Okay. So all their stuff is like this. It's 803 North, 200 West. That's that's an address. 803 North, 200 West. You can, you got to do it on like a, a grid. So in its early years, the hospital served a critical need by treating Park City miners sick with lead poisoning. Then they, they they added additional wings. So additional wings were added in 1896 and 1903, bringing the hospital's capacity to 125 beds. As with other hospitals, it housed a nursing program, and the nursing school is the uh, the dilapidated-looking huge building. <laughs> it's just hilarious these stories they throw on this, like St. Mark's Hospital's nurses' home. Like it looks old; the roof looks very, very old. You know, this is supposed to be a brand new building. The paint looks faded. These, thing, these things don't even look like they were built for function. Like it just like if you were to look at these buildings, it's like, what do you think this building is for? Your guess would not be. Oh, yeah, that's an insane asylum. I, I mm -hmm. can definitely see that. Right. Or it's a hospital. You know, maybe there were like hotels or they were like castles or there were residences for huge families. You know, I don't know what these people did that built them. But these are not how you build hospitals. Like that's not. It's ridiculous. I don't I don't uh -huh. understand this. Like, And it's not. The, the Utah State Hospital is, like, it began as the Territorial Insane Asylum in 1885 at Provo. Yeah. So that's that's when it began, was less than 40 years later. So less than 40 years later, they needed this thing that was on 600 acres and it's like perfectly symmetrical. That's the other thing about these buildings. They're huge. And they're like perfectly symmetrical. You've got the big centerpiece. Then you got the wings. That's the bat wings. And then you got like the towers. And then you'll have like another set of wings. But they're always the same. And apparently Kirk Bride is the reason. Maybe he's the maybe he's the brick guy. Maybe, you know. <laughs> that that would explain why he was a part of all these associations. It's it's cover story. Hmm. Hmm. We can't even make these buildings today. Like not nothing even remotely close. It's 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 insane to believe that. <laughs> yes. 
It is. Did it again. It um, is, but it is the thing absolute that they did madness. That way back then. Oh, and shit! I just looked at the clock. We're over for break. Uh, we're gonna take a break. And what's the name of the uh, this song, DB? Um, I have been listening to the Russian Circles discography all week at work because uh, I've just been in a huge post rock mood with no words, and so. There's, I figured the song Burial would be a really good uh, song to play. Okay, and it's again, it's by who? Russian Circles. Russian Circles. This is Burial, and we'll be back.
right, everybody, we're back. This is still the Paranormies. I'm still Johnny Monoxide with Dogbot and Jack. Oh, man, we we started talking about insane asylums. Well, we talked about other, a whole bunch of other stuff first. But then we talked about insane asylums, and that got into this crazy place in Utah called the Utah State Mental Hospital. And then we ended up in Tartaria again. I think that we're going to end up there a lot. Again, I'm going to say that you know we might end up talking about Tartarian buildings and mud flood a lot this season. So, wait, it's all Tartaria? Always was. But back to the um, back to these hospitals and insane asylums in the um, in the 1800s. You know, like you said, DB. Like, why? What would be the necessity? You know, I mean, I know it was, you know, turn of the century or uh, the, that would be, was that the second industrial revolution in the early 1800s, right? Um, or is that the beginning the, of the first? It's the first one. The first? Okay. The second, the the second, second one, one was the 1880s. The, towards the turn of the century. Right. 1880s was the second one and the third one is not. Okay. Never mind. So that's the first industrial revolution. So, I mean, maybe... It drove a lot of people insane, and maybe they needed, you know, some some mental hospitals. But do you really think that all these people with horse and buggies were really building these stone and brick and marble and you know and steel and iron and glass? The glass—that's what I want to know about. Really, the glass. Some of these, some of these uh, towers have ridiculous amounts of windows. They're huge, huge windows. How'd they get? The, how'd they get the glass up there? Like I've seen how they do it nowadays. You know, with the crane and they have the the, the suction cups. You know, and they they raise it up that way. Um, I want to know how they did it back in the eighteen hundreds. You know, up these four story buildings. They leveled entire acres of forest for scaffolding right they would have to have they would have to have (laughs) i want to know i mean in these people these craftsmen where were these tradesmen that built these amazing structures i mean these were ridiculous looking buildings i don't know it just sounds like johnny you don't believe in hard work Oh, I definitely believe in hard work. I, I do. I, are you sure? I, yeah. Are, are you right. sure? Because, I mean, uh, obviously it was hard work and, and gumption and ingenuity that, that put all these structures together. And we're just in a we're in a, uh, a culture nowadays where everything's instant gratification. So we don't understand what, you know, what it means to take 40 years to build one building. But they didn't is the thing. Some of these asylums that are huge were built in two, three, four years. What about goth what about gothic churches? Some of those took like two hundred years, right? Well that's many generations of people to build one church. Right, right. That the yeah, the Gothic churches in, in Europe that supposedly Don't forget the took- Gothic churches, man. Oh man. Um but we're we're just you know we gotta cool it because we're just you know attacking white achievements, guys. Oh. What about the fountains of Saint Petersburg? You you don't trust the ingenuity of some freezing slavs in order to build fountains of that magnitude? 
you know, I honestly haven't gotten to the uh, the fountains part of it yet, but there the is... The fountains part of it's the most fantastic part of St. Petersburg, right? I mean, like, right. how the fuck did they... You know, without pumps and, mm-hmm, and machinery, mm-hmm, how did mm-hmm. they get those fountains to fucking work? I wouldn't worry about it. Yeah. I would, it's, you don't you know. I mean, there were amazing architects and engineers apparently back then. Like, right? Dude, I want to know... Like the monument of Vittorio Emmanuel II in Italy. Okay, this is supposedly built in like twelve something. It's a f- one, two, three, four story, five story stone structure that's got the uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, six statues of of men on winged horses on the roof. So five stories up, they've got these giant, I don't know. What are they? Copper? But then the ones that turn green, those are copper, right? Uh, or, like yes. the metal statues are usually, I don't know what, yeah, what copper, what, copper turns that color. Yeah. Yeah. But what are these metal? A lot of these, these statues that are made out of metal that are all over these, um, these buildings. What, what are they made of? They're not iron. What kind of metal are these, these statues made out of? That's interesting. That's, you know, like, how did they get <laughs> in 1200, you know, 1300? That's the other thing. These these uh, Victorian buildings that were supposedly built in the uh, in the 12 and 13, 1400s. I guess they were just master architects back then. We just forgot how to do it, right? Like, looking at that picture of that monument in Italy, how... Mm-hmm. How do, they, how do they get those statues bronze. up there? Okay, bronze statues. Well, they're bronze. Okay, so bronze statues. Either way, those things are are massive. They weigh a lot, and you're telling me they got them up there with what again? Ropes, you know, um, ropes and pulleys and a lot of gumption and a lot of, you know, uh, Italian ingenuity. Wait, Roman ingenuity. I figured it out. What? Wait, they what kind of what kind of ingenuity? Roman. No, they, they they pulled them they pulled the statues up with their bootstraps. It must have been it must have been bootstraps. It must have been. With bootstraps anything is possible. Dude, just the amount of the amount of bootstraps. That that's what happened. That's what happened. Bootstraps are extinct now because uh I I think just People were so tired of hearing about how everything was pulled up with bootstraps back in the 1200s through 1400s through apparently the 1800s. Now these Return build- to tradition. <laughs> Bootstrap nationalism. Gang, gang. Right. But these buildings, these hospitals, these, you know, I mean, you can go look at the other stuff. I mean, cathedrals and um, churches and like these in what about the in-ground cathedrals have you seen those the ones that go down like seven to tw- okay hold on one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve three four five six sixteen stories of stone steps they go down so the top floor and then it goes down 16 stories why would anyone design something like that 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 just it's so it's a unnecessary and a waste of manpower. I don't even know. I honestly don't even know what they say these these things are. Um, like, th- but they're there. You know, they're 
absolutely there. There are tunnels. Um, these tunnels that are made out of bricks that are somehow, you know, in the 1800s, they managed to cut tunnels underneath like London, Paris. I think they just count on the fact, honestly, that everyone's just so like awestruck about all these like incredible structures that they're just not going to ask questions. Mm hmm. Well, I mean, we forgot about, you know, uh, the DC tunnels. Remember on the, when the insurrection happened, uh, the, all the, the Congress, the Congress shits were all run down into the basement and into the tunnels where the train is right with the underground railroad and DC, uh, you know, supposedly that the tunnels were built in 1865, but apparently, I mean, supposedly the tunnels didn't exist. But there's all kinds mm. of tunnels in the DC. I wonder if Harriet yeah, Tubman's mil- down there. Didn't the military fi- find dying mole children down there? <laughs> no, that was a movie from the 1960s or 50s, late 1950s. But, well, it was called The Mole Way, City of Washington Mole Way. Uh, there are actual photographs of tickets. From the, uh, it's supposedly, it's supposedly, okay, so the picture is supposedly an April's Fool, April Fool's Day spoof in the Washington Times from whatever, whenever they did it. But, uh, you know, like, why would they spoof on the, the tunnels under, under DC if they didn't, you know, they didn't happen, but they, but they used to, okay, so 1865, the tunnels were built to ventilate the Capitol building's sub-basement offices, and in 1896, tunnels were built to connect the Capitol to the new Library of Congress building. So, there is an underground train that goes under D.C. The Capitol building has sub-basement offices. That's interesting. I always thought that was interesting that they built in a swamp, because D.C. is in a swamp, right? They somehow managed to get these buildings... You know, they all have sub basements, like four and five levels below ground. Yes, it makes sense to dig in a swamp if you're planning on living. Yep, uh, totally believable. Uh, it's very interesting. DC is very interesting in and of itself, the architecture and the layout and everything. Um, you know, we've always been on that. Uh, DC's, you know, got a very Freemasonic layout to it. You know, you've got the uh, the as above, so below. You've got the uh, what is it? The six pointed star that's missing. Or the pentagram. It's like the pentagram, the upside down pentagram, and it's missing one part of one of the points. So that makes it even more satanic or something. I don't. But, I don't remember. But Johnny, didn't you see on the History Channel? It's all meant to signal aliens from space. That right. This is where that this is where powerful things happen. So they put all those shapes in there to let the aliens aliens. know, because the aliens can't figure it out on their own, that that is where big shit happens. Ah, gotcha. That's that's the the old uh, Discovery Channel. Yeah, yeah, dude. uh, George Washington talked to an alien in the woods, man. And the alien told him, go across the Potomac in the fog. Uh, on Christmas, on Christmas Eve, and killed the Germans. No, and Washington how- just picked picked some random mushrooms and ate them, and 
yeah, that's what happened. Yeah, they said that Washington on the battlefield just could not die, man. Like people were hmm. shooting at him and everything, and bullets just were not hitting the guy. It's like he was protected by a force field. Could it be aliens? Alien force field. <laughs> or PCP. Or right. alien PCP. Dogbot has watched Ancient Aliens a few too many times. Um, I've watched every episode up until I cut off cable. Yeah, listen, I used to watch uh, it too. Listen, I, I'm not... I, I actually skip past the episodes that would talk about transhumanism or uh, being abducted or Roswell for the hundredth time. Like, I, I, like I'm like i so sick of hearing... Like, I got so sick of hearing about Roswell and alien abductions mm-hmm. and stuff, but... Yeah, but like, yeah, pretty much every episode. I was also watching Curse of Oak Island up till uh, I cut off cable. Uh, that was like, that was a guilty pleasure. Oh, I used to watch. I used to watch a lot of Ancient Aliens. Um, yeah, watching those boomers not find anything, and 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 that old boomer Rick just blowing through his his brother Marty's fucking cash. Oh, you're talking about what is that? Led, uh, Oak Island or Curse whatever. Of Oak Island. Yeah. Curse of Oak Island. Yeah. I never, I never, I never watched any of that. But anyway, I mean, let's go back a, to Rick was a fuck, Rick was a fucking mailman, and he somehow conned his brother, who was like a, uh, a fracking mm-hmm. uh, uh, entrepreneur who who you know, became a multimillionaire. Con- somehow convinced his younger brother to blow through millions of dollars of his family's cash in order to find nothing on an island. They haven't found anything. They've blown through millions and millions and millions of dollars doing all this shit, and they have not found anything. They found like a fucking, they found like a cross. They they got this like old old Mick, this old uh, this old sleazy Mick with a fucking metal detector who finds stuff. He found this cross. That's it. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Anyway, but it's funny. Anyway, it's funny watching them blow through cash. Yeah. <laughs> Blow through, yes. Well, apparently, which apparently, uh, according to Mitch McConnell, uh, Americans are sitting on an unprecedented amount of pent-up cash. I'm actually kind of pissed off because I can't find where apparently I've hidden my stash of pent-up cash that Mitch McConnell thinks we all have. That's uh, why we need to open the, com- the country up, he says. Yeah, because Americans have a whole bunch of pent-up cash that they want to spend. Anyway, let's go back to. I got a whole lot of pent-up cash. Yeah, I'm just sitting on it. Mr. McConnell, I I didn't realize he actually sounded like Colonel Sanders. Anyway, I love is, these old. Is drawings. that another celebrity date fake death? No, not yet. No. Is he actually Colonel Sanders? <laughs> I love these old drawings of uh of these asylums. Mm-hmm. It, well, some of, dude, some of those aren't drawings or photographs. You know, the renderings are nice, but like, a lot of those are photographs. Oh, you're not in the. Oh, you don't have the. You don't have the book yet. Sorry. Aww. Um. We have, dude. There's so many of these buildings are so large, and so ridiculously not an insane asylum. You know. It, it just gets me how, like, they all look the same. Mm-hmm. They're all designed in the same massive. But but way. they have the story. They have the cover story. They use the Kirkbride method. You know, the Batwing. Um, yeah, and I was actually going to get to that. So 
the uh, official narrative, if you will, uh, the reason why they did it that way, where was it? Um, they believe that the insanity cases were curable outside the home in large-scale buildings. 19th century psychiatrists considered the architecture of asylums, especially their planning, to be one of the most powerful tools for the treatment of the insane. So architecture uh, heals insanity, apparently? Well, you know, sure. <laughs> yeah, and apparently you have to build uh, these huge brick and stone and steel and glass structures that look like castles so you can send your you know, mentally infirm uh, family members there that have gone insane from working in the, apparently the brick factory, right? Maybe that's why everybody went insane. They're all working at the brick factory. Come on, man. <laughs> no, seriously. I mean, like, you know, you're building, I mean, talk about cubicles and stuff like drive you nuts, but like, could you imagine just making the same bricks all day, every day, all day, every day, all day, every day? To build your own asylum. Right. Yes, you made the... Br oh, wow, man. Talking about Supply and demand. Yeah. <laughs> um, or, you know, whatever whatever other factories they had back then. Oh. Yeah, I guess. Um, I guess. I, I guess that's where you send people is to these, these giant gothic-ish looking castles that have, you know, copper spires and... All this you know, antennae, antiquitech-looking stuff that we like to call it. I like how they use Gothic-style buildings mm. to for the Kirk, the Kirkbride the Kirkbride plan, mm. and that's where they got the Gotham Asylum from. Right. Yeah. Yep. But I mean, you know, like the Danvers Lunatic Asylum, Danvers State. We talked about that last time. We talked about these. Um, Oh, Stockton, yes. Okay. In Stockton, California, you have the female department of the state hospital. Uh, the Just the female department of the, the mental institution in Stockton, which was built in 1851. Stockton State Hospital opened in 18, 1851. Uh, wasn't, wasn't it like just a state... Funded, found, funded, founded in 1849, right? Am I correct? Wasn't the population, if I remember correctly, back to the mud flood episode, wasn't it like at like 15,000? Something like that. Was that just like San Francisco? Either way, Something it like wasn't that. a populated state. Yeah. So I don't, I don't understand how they opened up this hospital in 1851. The thing we're gonna have that to I've do notice with like all these California. Mm -hmm. uh, asylums is mm -hmm. they're just like uh because um gold rush that that's it right gold rush right everything's gold yeah the excuse is gold rush you know i don't this doesn't make that doesn't make any sense like when was stockton when was stockton founded as a as a city i honestly never even heard of it till this yeah stockton is like the absolute worst place to be in Northern California, um, it's like it was like the murder capital of California and, and the United States for a little bit. It's pretty bad. Okay, Oosh. so the city was officially incorporated on July twenty third, eighteen fifty. Okay, 
And the insane asylum. Three years later. No, 1851. One oh, year later. Yep, yep. One year later. And this building is huge. And that's just the female building. Yeah, no, I, I confuse that with uh, their name change two, two years later. Yes, yes. The female, oh, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I, I apologize. I, I, I gave the wrong information, I lied. Uh, the female building opened, uh, was first actual psychiatric hospital that was built because uh, it was originally Stockton General Hospital and it changed its name in 1853 to the uh, Insane Asylum of the State of California. So... Uh, this one was the first, yeah, 1853, and it's part of a of a of a Cal State Stanislaw uh, campus now, but it's ridiculous, like that. That this is the story that they tell you, you know, this is this is the uh, the insane asylum, and now this is the female insane asylum in a city that had oh, I just close that page, uh, Stockton. Uh, the city it's was, ironic because they make you go insane by gaslighting you about all this stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. Let me see. Population. Stockton. California. 1850. Let's just see. Uh... Why doesn't it? <laughs> the other thing people also ask is Stockton, California ghetto. Yes. You don't get to be the murder capital for nothing. Right. It doesn't have. I can't find the population st- statistics for Stockton. It's only giving me all the new ones. Anyway. I don't think I don't think uh, after being incorporated in 1850, I don't think in three years it required the necessity of a male and female insane asylum. I mean, that's just an outrageous statement. I mean, on its face, like this is why this is why I have a hard time believing any of that stuff, because like that's just ridiculous. They expect you to believe that. Well, like I was saying, like uh, what what became to be a massive city of San Francisco started with like around the same time period of about like 15,000 people, probably less. Mm-hmm. Like you're telling me this, this literally who town state, uh, not state, uh, city, whatever, uh, it, it required this insane asylum a year or two after. Right. And really? this is in Northern California. Um, also there is the Sonoma developmental center, that opened in uh, 1891, but it had existed, you know, in, in, in previous areas. But this thing is a huge Tartarian-looking building, also. So, 18, by 1891, we have this one. We have that that the two in Stockton, um, the one the 2,000-acre uh, Napa State Insane Asylum. That was the Agnus uh, State Hospital in Santa Clara. Yep, or, that's the, which is that's now Santa, Santa Clara. Clara U- yeah, that's University the one that was Jesuit School. That's right. That was the Jesuit College that got destroyed in the 1906 earthquake. Um, then you have Patton State Hospital. Patton State Hospital is 
was opened in 1893. Um, yeah, the Napa Estate Insane Asylum, which is the most ridiculous story of all, that this construction was completed in three years. Um, and housed up to 5,000 people. That's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Like, you don't even see the whole the whole thing in that picture that's mm-hmm. in this book. Mm-hmm. Like, like just even from what you see, building that in three years, if you think you can do that in that time period. I don't think but, you could build a brick building a brick building now that big in three years, with even with the, no. the shit ton of Mexicans. Yeah, no. And now imagine a population that is so tiny with resources that are, you can't really just transport it out. It ain't like Amazon's there. Right. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. Oh, now, John, you know, of course, John, you can't do it with Mexicans. This is all, you know, uh, white achievement. People are going to get mad. God, people I get mad. I can already hear them getting mad. I can already hear people getting mad, but I don't. I, you explain to me. You explain to me how people in horse and buggy, you know, that just showed up, incorporated this town a few years before. 1848, people started going there. It was incorporated in 1850. And in eight, by 1853, it required two insane asylums. You know, and then the rest of the state, this is all in Northern California. Uh, the Mendocino State Asylum for the Insane, 1889, was established in 1889. Uh, Mendocino State is up in the same, very, I mean, how much overcrowding? Seriously. In, in, in Napa and Stockton, those were both like not that far apart. You can make it from Napa to Stockton in like an hour by car, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, and then, yeah, and then Mendocino is like another hour. So almost- with, within a three-hour car, you know, round-trip car car ride, uh, it it's, doesn't make any sense. does not make any sense. It's almost like, you know... The, the people in these insane asylums, they they weren't the people that, quote unquote, founded those places or something. Yeah, it's almost it's almost like that's true, you know. And it's it's funny because, oh, my white achievement, we, we built this. And then at the same time, it's like, OK, you built this impressive structure and mm. you built it because your people were going insane. Like, right. Really? Like it, it's just so contradictory. It's like we're gonna hold on to this because my achievements, but it was built for the implication that your people are insane. Right. Okay. So Napa, Napa to Stockton is an hour and twenty. Uh, Stockton to Mendocino is four hours. Okay. So you have, you know, Mendocino, which is very small population now. Um, this is ridiculous. They have this this hospital. Uh, it opened up on December 12th, 1893. It okay, it was established in 1889. It opened in 1893. It received 60 transfers from the Napa State Hospital. And then 30 came from Agnew State, bringing the total population to 150. So the other thing, so Agnews was the one in Santa Clara, which could house uh, hundreds of patients. The... Napa State one could hold 5,000 residents. Okay, it could hold 5,000 patients, and yet they felt the need to send 60 of them up to Mendocino. So, 
And Mendocino, like I said, is tiny. This this building looks like it looks like a giant church. It's like one of those giant, which is now probably looks like uh, most you know like city halls. A lot of those those Tartarians looking city halls. But uh, yeah, you know, it was built in 1889. Uh, and oh yeah, well you know we don't need it anymore, so they tore it down in 1952. You know. Just, I wonder how many floors were at like beneath it that you don't see in the picture. Right. There's five above when you have the half. You have all the half. Uh, this looks like anytime these people talk about these buildings that are like this, this is like halfway. The stairs that go up to the, quote, entrance, that's actually like a mezzanine. You know, would, would be a mezzanine. There's like another two, usually like a, a level or two under the ground. But, um, yeah, this one has all the half uh, windows and, yeah. and, and, and doors another- that go thing down. that I, I was questioning once I saw that John Levi video was how did they heat all this in the winters? These well, they massive had massive places. How did they right, heat them? Right. Well, they had the Antiquitech stuff going on and uh, the free energy stuff, supposedly. You know, I don't know what they I don't know what they what the official narrative is, but that's the, uh, you know, the Tartarian narrative is that there was some sort of ether energy free energy taken from the air um have you seen have you seen any of those videos where they talk about the uh the lightning rods the lightning uh, collection systems on on buildings like now we have lightning yeah. rods and that's just to ground the building I haven't right? seen them in a while but yeah right we have the lightning rods you know to just to ground you know buildings and whatever but now, but they used to apparently do this to you know, harness the energy and and uh, you know, give the electricity, the free electricity. Yeah, it, it's crazy with like all the research that I've done for this. Mm-hmm. I have yet to come across any explanations, especially when I was researching into, you know, the design and architecture of everything, how they heated everything. That there there is no, from what I found, no official narrative on. Here's how they heated all these buildings, especially in places like um, well, there's there's some in like Oregon and other places up north. They get really cold. Like how do, how do they do it? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, everything about the narratives for all this stuff is just really crazy and doesn't make any sense when you look at it. You know, stand back a thousand feet and look at it doesn't make any sense. Um. Yeah, and that's just the insane asylums, you know, in the hospitals. Like, you know, you, you guys have seen the maps, the pictures of the maps with the uh, where California is an island. And what would be Salt Lake is basically, you know, beachfront property, right? Which would make sense why there would be these insane structures on them, I guess. Sure. I, like, well, one of the theories is, is that, like, um, that San Francisco was the capital city of the West coast of Tartary and uh, Salt Lake was another, another capital of it. And um, that's why they have all that stuff there. But that's, that's one of the theories. Uh, San Francisco is an amazing city architecturally. And and it's, it's got some, some things that are just unexplainable as far as, as buildings go. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure we'll get well actually you know, this is one of those well, actually, topics we haven't even gotten into. Um, all the things. I mean, there's star. We haven't even delved into star forts. Star forts are so cool, man. Like anybody who thinks they're not, I don't. I don't care, dude. 
if you're not a curious person, you don't have any sort of um, childish curiosity left in you. Um, and if anybody says that's a, that's a silly thing and I should grow the fuck up, uh, <laughs> no, nah, dude, you should you should not actually. But yeah, these that's things when are. You say no, you. Yeah, that's not. Yeah, not no, you. But yeah, exactly. But uh, dude, star forts are awesome. And I've been looking at these things and watching videos about them and reading about them. Um, who the hell knows built them? They're there. You cannot deny that they're there. Like you can't look at that and go, well, that's nothing. Well, that's absolutely just naturally built there. Or they built that, you know, during the Civil War. You know, it was repurposed. I like, you know, that's one of the my favorite things is they don't tell you where it came from. They just tell you that it, you know, it was repurposed as a, an army barracks. Like, oh, that's nice, but what was it before? I wouldn't worry about it. Right. That's what I was waiting for. But like, how like you were saying, San Francisco has like this amazing architecture it, it makes sense with all this uh tartary stuff how they would make it the most degenerate shitty place to be in <laughs> to ruin it yeah that is a good point that's a good point when i look at um when i look at pictures of them tearing down what we have decided and determined is tartarian buildings and then they put up the most awful, evil, brutalist stuff. Doesn't that just reinforce in your mind that we are ruled by some kind of level darker and above, you know, you know we blame the Jays for everything, right. right? But doesn't that give you the idea that, that there is something darker and Worse. above that? That that is that is pushing the buttons here because we're talking about s- some of the most beautiful, ornate, and built to last structures mm-hmm. being torn down, and what goes up in their place? Glass, uh, glass and concrete things that don't can't even make it through a storm. Yep, terrible yeah. thing, terrible architecture, uh, ugly. Brutalist, soul-crushing. I don't even want to call it architecture. It's disgusting. A lot of this can't even take a seven forty-seven or two. Right? There's that, or none. Exactly. Can't can't even take no planes. (laughs) Uh. So. There's a lot. There's a lot to this thing. We we meant to. We meant to do more um asylum stuff but hey a good rabbit trail is always fun this is this is really interesting stuff and if you don't think so then like i said you don't have any sort of curiosity left in you um because if you believe the official narrative on this stuff like dogbot said earlier you have to use the same maths that you did to get to where you got to on the holocaust because the holocaust isn't the only thing that doesn't add up these don't add up None of these things add up. I, I think to get all these people to like get on our side, we just need to mi- have Mike switch from uh, Holocaust denial to um, <laughs> Tartarian genocide. You know, breaking down the numbers and everything with all the cremations and all the mass graves. I, I, I think we can get right. it done. What is, you know, what is, um, 
what does Robert Seffer have to say about this kind of stuff? Has Robert Seffer talked about any of this kind of stuff at all? Um, not that I've listened to. I don't think. Hmm. He's. Yes. The uh, autistic anthropologist, the autistic Aryan anthropologist King. I really wish he did interviews. I really do too. I was watching, uh, I watched some of his stuff earlier today. I get, I'll be doing prep for this and I'll stop. And I was like, Oh, Robert, so I haven't seen that one yet. I th- like, I, I think I've seen them all and I'll find one that I haven't seen and I'll stop and watch it. He's, he's good, man. Yeah. He's good. And he's as much as you know, people want to say, Oh, he's already, right. he's, how can you not be doing what he does? Knowing what he knows, he refuses to lie is what it is. He's a truth teller. Yeah, I mean, like, it seems to be a common trend of when you start telling the truth, you wind up on our side. Crazy how that works. Yeah, crazy how nature do that. Um, yeah, dude, so there's going to be a lot more of this kind of stuff because there, uh, there are all kinds of buildings that we can talk about that are absolutely insane. And the stories of how, like, dude, they've been working. I'm like, this kind of pisses me off. Well, actually, it doesn't because uh, the official narratives haven't gotten any better. You know, like the the Great Fire of Chicago was started by what's her face's cow, right? Mrs. <laughs> Mrs. What's well, her I name? I can't wait to. I can't wait till we do our episode on Great Fires. Yeah, there's, dude, Great Fires. Um, Let's just say that we're gonna t- we're, we're, we're do it's gonna be a showa. Let's say it's gonna be a showa. But um, the fires, like the stories that go along with them, all these things, all these buildings, these historical buildings uh, that have, you know, you go there now and you're like, oh, of course it's this, 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 and this. this. There's a little historical plaque right there. It tells you the story. There's the historical plaque right there. It's a historical plaque. It's how can it be lying to us? It's historical. So, I know, mean, on the Ames Monument, you know, they put the plaque up there. Right. They put they their face. It, they put the guy's yeah, face. Ames brothers, on man. The pyramid. Yeah. No big deal. Ames brothers. Just, it, I, it's the I built this meme. <laughs> it is, dude. It it it, it is. It, except except, what really hurts people. Is some of the people saying I built this uh, share European ancestry with us, so we're not supposed to say anything remotely disparaging about them, you know? But I, I mean, when you okay, I know we went over this in the mud flood episode, but when you read on Wikipedia the official narrative for why the Ames Monument was built, you can't look at that structure and then read that official narrative and go, "Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense." Yeah, they had a uh, they had fraud issues with uh, with with building the transcontinental railroad. So yeah, they built the monument to distract people. They built a pyramid, eighty seven yeah. miles away in the desert, to distract the people who were being defrauded. In Wyoming, and fraud Wyoming. issues, you say? Yeah, fraud issues, and also yeah, what kind of European DNA? Their dog bot. We don't know. Twenty three and Me didn't exist back then. Um. <laughs> Trust me, bro. Yeah, there's a lot of source. Trust me, bro, going on with a lot of this stuff. So, 
it's kind of concerning how like these quote unquote are guys that you know they'll accept the Holocaust didn't happen. They'll say, you know, like, lay fake news and whatnot. And then when it comes to stuff like this, things that are more our realm, they're just like, dude, no, you're crazy. Look at this official narrative. It's like, really? Right. Really, bro? I mean, and these are the same people, you know, they'll, they'll they'll look at, like, the Mars Perseverance stuff and be like, that's white achievement. I mean, like that's CGI, not even good CGI. <laughs> They're just like Bugman, Wojak, like yeah. open mouth face. Well, we don't have a lot of we don't have a lot of those, but we do have we do have some NASA believers. Um, I think we have less of them now. I know certain people on some other shows have started to distrust official narratives a little more, especially on things like the moon landing and germ Is theory. Is there moon doggies starting to wag? I. Would hope so. The thing is, is once once the scales start falling away with on your eyes with like the uh, the moon landing or whatever it is, whatever alternative theory that you decide that you're like, well, you know what, these guys were right. I'm not going to admit it to them or anything, but these guys were right, and I'm going to change my my uh, way of seeing things. And then as you do that, you find that more and more and more of these things tend to to be like that. And uh, it's kind of like, you know, where was those uh, those magic eye pictures? You have to, like, relax your eyes to see them, you know? Remember those in the 90s? From Mall Rats, Dogbot, remember that? It's a schooner! Um, <laughs> anyways, here's my stupid Gen X reference of the day. Uh, You're doing God's work, Johnny. Right. Once you, you know, once you start, it's like, you know, it's like once your Jadar is set up properly, you can't stop noticing, Right. I am really afraid of watching certain rewatching certain movies from the nineties that mm-hmm. I just kind of watched and was just all right, fine, yeah, I saw it. Like I, I, I have no idea what it would be like to watch uh some of the fake grunge movies like singles or Oh god. What what's the what's the one where they're at Tower Records the whole time? Uh um, with uh with what's his face in Jack Black? Yeah. High fidelity. Like, John Cusack and High Fidelity. Yeah. Yeah. um, What's the one where uh, Adam Sandler and the the guys uh, take over a radio station? Airheads. Oh, I bet that one's really bad. Brendan Fraser. Yeah, Brendan Fraser puts hot sauce. He puts pepper spray in an Uzi squirt gun. Yeah. Takes over a radio station with an Uzi squirt gun. And they're always white. And they're white kids. You know, Rock, want to play their You know which one was really weird? Hmm. That that in retrospect, I think had a lot of stuff that mm. I, I, I kind of want to rewatch and see what happens again. Was Biodome? Oh, Brendan Fraser and Pauly Shore. Yeah, no, it wasn't Brendan Fraser. It was, was one it? of the uh, Baldwin's. Oh, that's right. It was Stephen Baldwin, the dumb one. Yeah, the youngest, right? Wait, I mean that doesn't narrow it down. Yeah. Well, he's well, he's the young. Well, I mean Alec is obviously the smart one, right? That's the whole the whole meme. Um, Stephen's the dumb duh. One, I guess. And there was the fat one that always played like law enforcement. Yes, Brian Baldwin, right? Yeah. Jeez, I used to watch a lot of movies. See, that's that's what happened to us. But you to. know what? Being totally uh, weaned off of the streaming services, cable services thing, mm-hmm. as I have been for the last couple months, mm-hmm. I can't tell you how much, uh, 
how much better my brain feels. Yeah, man. I, I can't. I, I I don't know how to describe it to people, but it's it's much more relaxing. It's great. I like it a lot. Um, I haven't I haven't watched anything on Netflix or Amazon or any of those in a very long time. It's good. It's very good. I mean, like occasionally, we'll we'll crack out an old movie. Um, like my son's getting into uh, back to the, he likes the Back to the Future movies. <laughs> so, oh no, time travelers. Yep. Oh no, time travelers. And he's like, he's like, does this does he does he turn gay in this one, Dad? No, he doesn't turn. Yes, gay. I'm like he is gay the whole time. That's the that's <laughs> the whole point of the movie. He's gay the whole time. Well, I, doesn't he cross dress? Technically, like he he plays like female. What, what was it like his? daughter i think i i'm trying to remember i haven't seen it in a while no i, I don't think michael j fox does any of that he plays like himself and like relatives of his um yeah yeah i think he i think he played like the female relative for in one of them i i don't know i i could I, be misremembering i think you are you guys remember do you guys remember when they got mad at Rush Limbaugh because he thought maybe Michael J. Fox was playing up his Parkinson's a bit mm-hmm. for one of the campaign uh, commercials that he shot? Even though it's even though that's probably an accurate description of the of the commercial that right. he seemed to have been that, that he seemed to have been hamming it up a little, but because he had Parkinson's, you can't at say all, anything. Such a yeah. you can't say anything. It made him. It made him untouchable, you know. Right. Yeah. Having a debilitating disease makes you untouchable. Even if you're hamming it up a little bit. I guess. I mean, I guess so. Right. He's untouchable because he's shaking too fast. Wow. <laughs> wow. Well, I mean, well, if you were handicapped, would you that's, play that's, it up? That, hey, Wait. commenters, that's the intern right there. Okay. Wow. You leave your you leave your hate emails because your family member has Parkinson's with Jack. Okay. What? <laughs> I can take the hate mail. It's okay. Yeah, maybe you don't get Parkinson's. Like, no, it's, that's how is Parkinson's even real? Like, bro, just like stop moving. <laughs> Whoa! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> like that's <laughs> wow. Yeah. Oh, like yeah. that Tyler the Creator tweet. Yeah. No, movie. no, we got no, <laughs> We got it, Jack. We you get it. You don't have joke. to We yeah. Oh it's one God. of the oldest ones. Yeah. Oof. Uh, All right. All right. Well, we're going to Just for that you got to read a story, end. Jack. So, uh, yeah, I was actually about to try to find something to read for after uh, this. All right, cool. Uh, Jack's got a creepy pasta. It would be nice to let the intern come up with the topic for the night and this is uh, this is you know. Well, you know, Jack's gonna Jack's gonna have to eventually like you know take bigger parts in the show too. So it's part of being the intern. I know, like he's, step he's up already started doing guest appearances on other people's shows and everything. He's, he's yeah, yeah, it's, it's he a big did. Deal. Jack, you want to shill your little uh, your little your little side gig there? Uh, um, oh, the the one I started. No, um, well, there's yeah, that too. Um, there's that. Oh, um, okay. So for my thing. Uh, ascending the spectrum on YouTube. I haven't done anything recently between being busy and scheduling conflicts, but I plan on doing something soon. Um, other side gigs such, well, it's not even a side gig, but obviously, you know, around the campfire, uh, me and Reinhardt are planning on doing some tomorrow. Nice. So 
there's going to be something in the works for that. I recently went on John Frat, uh, John Fashcroft's show. Uh, you can find him on BitChute. I don't have the link handy right now, so that's not helpful. And also, uh, not this weekend, or not this coming weekend, but the next one, I'll be on Hate House. Oh, really? That's right. Hate yep. House is back. Yep. Hi, Larry. All right. Well, Jack's going to read us out with a creepypasta. Oh, wait. We're going to shill our stuff. Oh, my God. That stuff is tart. I took... I'm All right. I'm going to... I did it again, Jack. I said I wasn't going to do it. And I did it again. But... Stop doing this to yourself. Yeah. I, I got kombucha. DB, have you Ugh. ever... Have you ever had any? Yeah. No. I can't drink it because it reminds me of alcohol when I, when I, when I drink it. Mm-hmm. Well, I just... Yeah. I got the gingerade kind. It's like ginger and like lemon, I guess. It is. No, I, I want to barf just hearing about yeah, it. Yeah, it's got my, I took a set. It's got my, my saliva. Like, you know how your mouth waters when you eat like lemon, something sour, like a sour patch kit or something like that. It's doing that to me right now. And it's not funny. I shouldn't have taken a sip of that while we were recording. Oh my God. All right. Well, now that that's out of the way, um, we have a telegram. It's t.me slash the paranormies present. Uh, Dogbot's got one. It's t.me slash chupacabra underscore kennel. You can get DB's rants and all kinds of other fun stuff on there. Well, I, rants and random links to things that I find interesting that I probably wouldn't want to link to the main paranormies telegram channel because it's <laughs> you know maybe not considered um family friendly we're on telegram dude i right i know but like there's don't you got to be 18 that, to have a telegram or is it like do they no it's I know, no I'm i i do it i'm just kidding we think someone would just go on the internet and lie well, no, yeah. I think you guys, I think you guys aren't understanding me. Like, uh, it, it's okay. I think just go check it out. And I want to thank the 250 subscribers that I have so far. That was, it's very nice of all of you. And, uh, I hope you're, uh, I hope you enjoy it. Heck yeah. It's a, yeah, I subscribe. It's a good channel. We have, speaking of subscribers, we are six away from 1300. We have 1294 right now. Cool. Well, thank you, everybody, for subscribing. Glad you're enjoying it. If you are enjoying it, let us know. Uh, you can drop us an email at the... Uh, excuse me. The email is paranormiespresent at gmail.com. You can always send them there. Um, I have a Twitter, but I'm not telling you what it is because I don't want to get kicked off Twitter just yet. It's a lurking account. It's a lurking account. I have a lurking account. Okay, whatever. I I like it. I like that Johnny's got a lurking account. That, that that means like people who are people are checking their follows and everything right now, and they're like, "Oh my God, which one is Johnny's lurking account?" <laughs> you you can find Johnny on Twitter at Elon Musk. Yeah, go report him. Yeah, exactly. Go report Lone Scum. But yeah, we're gonna get out of here. I think we get, we shield everything, right? Oh no, shirts. I talked to the shirt guy. Shirts are coming very, 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 very soon. I believe the site will go live March 1st, is what I was told. He is doing something with payment processing 
And where is my message from him? Good Lord, Telegram moves fast. I just just search. There it is. The payment processing. The payment processing. Blah, 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 blah. March 1st. We can launch officially on March 1st. There we go. March 1st. T-shirts at Dissident Apparel slash Paranormies. Or dot com slash Paranormies. Or just go there and look at the Paranormies tab. We'll have shirts there. Check them out. Buy them. Wear them. I think these ones are cool. DB's going to have one up there pretty soon. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's uh, been working really hard, so I uh, haven't had a whole lot of time at home to yeah. work on the drawing, but it should be done next week, actually. Nobody's nobody's trying to sh- nobody's trying to like art shame you. I can't wait. I, I've seen the um, I've I've seen the rough drafts. It's gonna be cool. We've got a couple more too. After that, we dude, we we might be able to roll out like seasonal shirts, some limited edition stuff. Yeah. All right, we're gonna get out of here. Consume T-shirt. What's it? Get yes, excited for t-shirt. next T-shirt. Exactly. All right, we'll see y'all later. Time travel makes you gay. I sat on the bus on my way to school, listening to music and paying little to no attention to the other students. At one of the stops, my mind snapped back to reality. I looked towards the small house, Tommy's house. I thought. A hand slipped through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on. He's sick, I thought, paying no large amount of attention to the situation. The day flew by. I watched the local news channel after school, and what I heard paralyzed me. Tommy's entire family was murdered that day by an unknown suspect. After hearing this news, I moved back up to my room and quietly fell asleep. The next day, I sat on the bus. We drove past Tommy's house, and the bus driver, unaware of Tommy's family's fate, stopped at his home. As I was about to get up and explain to her what had happened, something caught my eye. A pale hand slipped through the drapes of the window and waved the bus driver to move on. I sat on the bus, terrified.